Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Kuznetsov is on to begin OT, so two is Marcus Johansson. He will move in along the right side. MJ90 kicks it back to Kuznetsov. Look, shoots and scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov wins it for Washington! His first goal in 14 games, and the Capitals escape Ohio with a 4-3 win over Columbus. This is Caps This Morning. With John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals edge the Jackets in overtime. Post-game reaction from Nick Jensen, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Peter Laviolette. And we say goodbye to a friend and media teammate. Samantha Pell moves on from the Washington Post. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, February 1st. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It was a hard-fought game last night at Nationwide Arena as Columbus rallied from two goals down to force overtime. But Evgeny Kuznetsov scored his first goal in 14 games in sudden death. Capitals down the Jackets 4-3 at Nationwide Arena. Secondary scoring for the Capitals has been an issue of late, but it wasn't in the first period last night. Garnet Hathaway led off the scoring with his eighth goal of the season, tipping a Lars Eller shot just 5.06 in. A short time later at the 14.28 mark, Trevor Van Riemsdyk scored his fifth of the year on a center point shot, assisted by Nicholas Aubé-Cubel. The Caps led 2-0, but just 12 seconds later, the Blue Jackets drove into the zone and picked up defenseman Andrew Peake's fifth goal of the season. A right point chance that beat Charlie Lindgren. It was 2-1 Washington after one. TVR's career effort last night continued into the second period as he scored his second of the game and sixth of the season at the 826 mark, going to the front of the net and taking a terrific pass from Evgeny Kuznetsov. Six goals on the season established a new career high. It was also his first career multi-point game, but Eric Robinson kept the Jackets alive with his fourth goal of the season at the 1103 mark. Caps led 3-2 after two and then gave up the game-tying goal late in the third period to Johnny Gaudreau setting the stage for Evgeny Kuznetsov's game winner in overtime. Final score, Washington 4 and Columbus 3. After the game, Nick Jensen saying it was a big two points. Yeah, obviously this hasn't really been the month that we've exactly wanted or planned, but uh, to finish going into break with a win is uh, it's huge, and then we get to reset a little bit. Everyone gets to rest up, some injuries, and get 100% and come back, and hopefully we can go on some runs here. Evgeny Kuznetsov on his game-winning goal as the Capitals now head into the break. Eventually we get the goal in overtime, which is, uh, which is nice. Everybody can smile now and, and you know, it's, it makes a big difference. Uh, lose two in a row or split one and one, so it's, it's very important for us. And like I said, we can, we can go mental a little bit stronger for the break. And finally this morning, head coach Peter Laviolette. It was a strange first period, but the Capitals found a way. Kind of a messed up first period. I thought we started okay and then got lost at times along the way. Just uh, decisions with the puck. But you know, at the end of the day, guys, you know, they kept stayed with it. it. wasn't It wasn't easy. It wasn't clean. Stayed with it and nice play in overtime to get the second point. 
As the Capitals now head in all directions for the All-Star break and the team's bye week, the media coverage of the team will look a little bit different when we get back to it in Boston a week from Saturday. Samantha Pell, our media teammate, a frequent contributor here on the show, and for the last four seasons serving as the beat writer for the team at the Washington Post, is leaving for a job outside the industry. She will very much be missed by all of us who cover the day-to-day of the local hockey team. And before she covered her final Caps game last night in Columbus, she chatted about her time here and her future with Ben. We'll lead you off the bat here, Sam. Three-plus full years as the Capitals beat reporter. Five years total when you include your working alongside Isabel Kershutian, going back to the cup run in the 17-18 season. I imagine, nonetheless, it's mixed emotions for you. This is a fun gig. This is a great opportunity that you've had over the past few years. A lot of work went into it. What's today been like as you shared the news and you're getting messages and when you think back to all you have covered over the past few years? Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy um, looking at all the messages and like telling all these people that I'm leaving and seeing not only like the people that are really close to me reacting, but members of the team and other people in hockey media. It's been really, really nice. It's really just humbling. It's a, I mean, I absolutely loved what I did for this job for so many years and getting to travel the world and follow a hockey team for a living. I mean, very, very few of us can get to say that we did that. And it's a dream job for so many of us. So I'm really thankful and fortunate that I was able to do everything I really could have asked for um, on this beat. I mean, I got to cover cups. I got to cover Stanley Cup parades. You got to see some amazing playoff series. I mean, I got to cover Alex Ovechkin. Uh, So I don't think it could really get better than this. And yeah, I am really excited for what's next, but definitely some mixed emotions uh, (laughs) leaving the beat. So you had done journalism school. This is going back years ago. You had done journalism school, Arizona State. You latch on with the Washington Post. You had done high school sports, primarily breaking into the business. And then during that 17, 18 season, take us back. You get a tap on the shoulder. You find out, all right, you're going to join Isabel that season and be part of the playoff coverage. And lo and behold, you have yourself a Stanley Cup final to cover. How quickly did that kind of come together for you? And It's almost a real baptism by fire in retrospect. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. I mean, the first time I ever actually went to anything hockey related was with Isabel. It was Caps Dev Camp in the summer when I was an intern in 2017. So little did I know that I would soon be covering in the cup later on when I came back uh, to the post. But yeah, it was a really trial by fire. It was, hey, we need all hands on deck. The Caps are going on a run. Do you want to go to Tampa and help out with this series? And all of a sudden I start to find out who Andre Burakovsky is. And I start to find out about the Tampa Bay lightning and Lars Eller and the, like it was an amazing experience and it happened all at once. And I felt like I had a great team next to me. Isabel was always fantastic. Everyone else in the caps beat from, you know, obviously you Ben and Tom and Tarek and Walton and Joe V locker, literally everyone else on the beat were fantastic with me from day one. But I mean, for my first hockey experience, really, to be a cup run, I'm pretty spoiled. <laughs> pretty good to be able to cover Alex Ovechkin over these past couple of years. What's that like from your perspective as well, trying to keep the story fresh? Alex Ovechkin, greatest goal scorer of all time, objectively speaking. That said, you got to turn out content. You got to keep it fresh as well. Yeah, I mean, first off, I want to say like Alex has always been fantastic with me since day one. 
uh, whenever I've asked to chat with them, whenever I've pulled him off to the side, talking about his kids stuff off the record, he's always been great. And I feel like, yeah, keeping it fresh, keeping it new is always a challenge, but there's always the little things that you learn that maybe you don't really realize other people don't know, and you kind of just start to break it out and it becomes a really cool story. And so I've got to do a lot of those over the years, whether it be, you know, his relationship with Nicholas Backstrom or, you know, Alex's relationship with his first roommate and how that story came to be. And I just think it's a really cool way to, you know, shed some light on a guy that everyone thinks that they know, but maybe they don't know, obviously, every little bit of his life. It's a great story. The one you referenced with Brian Wilsey that we saw come out earlier this year, his first roommate in the NHL. Maybe that's the answer to this question, but you tell me, Sam, a favorite story that you got to chronicle over the course of these past few years in the position. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I would say that one was definitely one of my favorites, I think. I mean, every single one of Alex's milestones. I mean, I remember 700 sitting there in New Jersey. And it was such a big project from the post perspective of making sure we got a lot of graphics in and we got, you know, the video team involved and photo and everything. And I think that was a really big moment for me. But I think just over the years in general, being taught, like being able to talk to so many different people about these guys. I mean, I remember talking to Bruce Boudreau, Carl Osner, you know, Mike Gartner, Rick Tockett, like all of these big guys about Alex Ovechkin. And for some reason, the stories never get old and there's always something new. Final few for you here, Sam, and and we'll combine these. The most challenging aspect of the job that you dealt with over these past few years, and conversely, the most rewarding part of it, the most challenging, the most rewarding that you experienced over these few years. I would definitely say the most challenging was the COVID years. I think... For everyone, they would probably say that in this industry of exactly how, you know, we piece together our jobs after this and traveling on the road and just kind of managing a situation like that that no one's ever gone through before. And, you know, I spent two weeks in a hotel in Toronto ahead of the bubble postseason. I mean, quarantine, that was yeah. Yeah, that was absurd. Like, I have absolutely no clue why that was ever a thing. But looking back, I laugh at it now because I'm like, how did I sit there for two weeks watching hockey? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's because I truly love my job and I was going to be able to exit the bubble and go watch a postseason um, for the first time. So I think for me, that's probably the most challenging part, but I'd say the most rewarding is, I don't know. I feel like it's the interactions with other people. Like I, I take pride a lot in my work and my articles that I put out, but I think it's just most rewarding to see a story that comes out that you feel like is new information and makes other people excited and happy. And like, it's like you're sharing something else that like that everyone likes and that they don't want to read about. So I don't know if that's a great answer, but maybe I'll have to think about that more. <laughs> no, that that's well said. And, and, and it's interesting too, you know, unveiling the curtain here a little bit when, you go on the road and when you travel as you do, and we even see it here on the home side when visiting media come to town, it's like a small community almost, a small hockey world. You see people maybe only three or four times a year, other reporters, other media types, and you get together on a given game night and it's like you saw each other two days ago because everyone's reading each other's work and you could seemingly pick up conversations where you left off, but it is that interaction as well and being with other peers, if you will, over the course of this time as well. Yeah. And I do want to say, like, especially being a woman on the beat, like, I do want to shout out 
a couple of people like Gian and Olivia who are covering the Flyers have been doing amazing work. Molly up there in New York has always been amazing with me, Sarah in Minnesota, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a few others, but I do think it's really cool that there is kind of a tight community in this hockey industry and we all know what everyone goes through. We're just in different markets. So it is really nice to get together when we can and swap stories and see what those people are doing and how they would approach something. And I think it's a really, really cool community that not a lot of people get to see. Well, we look forward to hearing officially what's next for you, an exciting new opportunity and congrats on all the success over these past few years. It's been enjoyable to read and Enjoyable to get to know you in this capacity as well. Samantha Bell from the Washington Post. Thank you as always. Thank you so much. And hopefully no OTs. We're grateful for all the interviews and insights that Sam gave us these last two seasons here on the show. And while we're sad to see her go, we wish her nothing but the absolute best in her next chapter. Here on the show, it's break time as well. Nothing going on with the team until next Saturday afternoon in Boston. We'll return with our first show of the stretch run on Monday, February 13th. That'll kick off a huge week of coverage leading up to the NHL Stadium Series game in Raleigh on Saturday, February 18th. As always, thanks for taking a few minutes to listen to us on your weekday morning commute. We always appreciate your feedback as well. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or where you get your podcasts. We'll be back with you a week from Monday. Every game's going to be important from here as the Capitals look to make the playoffs for a ninth consecutive season. It's the Capitals and the Boston Bruins Saturday, February 11th at 3.30 p.m., 3.15 air on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great All-Star break, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.